Bulletin. Oh, come on, Rigo. How many group ones have we got? I'll count them in the process. We've got the Livermore New Zealand Trotting Free for All Mobile Trot, which is race 10. Working backwards, we've got the Garrett's New Zealand Pacing Derby Mobile Pace, race 9. We have got the box seat Ace of Diamonds, two-year-old mobile, two-year-old Philly Mobile Pace, race 8. We've got the King of the North Trotting New Zealand Derby Mobile Trot, race 7. We have got a Group 3, a Summer Cup Mobile Pace, um, we've got the Tenant Engineering New Zealand Pacing Oaks Mobile Pace, which has had massive news with the scratching of Millwood Nike. Uh, we've got the KB Electrics Ace of Hearts two-year-old Philly Mobile Trot. And we have got the uh, Benefit Ace of Spades two-year-old Coats and Geldings Mobile Pace Group 1. Boy, oh boy. Oh, and the IRT Ace of Clubs two-year-old Colts and Galbing mo- Mobile Trot. Boy, oh boy, it is a proper day. Greg O'Connor, how many Group 1s does that add up to? Because I lost count. Morning to you, Louis, eight, eight group one, so uh, the biggest uh, group race day of the year, and uh, there's always controversy around uh, a big massive day like this, and of course you just mentioned uh, the scratching, the shock scratching yesterday of Millwood Nike was certainly that. What has happened? What's the mail, Greg? You would have spoken to Mark, what's going on here? Yeah, caught up with Mark yesterday, and um, he said it was a pretty sombre stable uh, yesterday morning, being being Thursday, because after she fast worked on Wednesday, she did her normal thing, went out in the paddock, um, did a, came in to, to, to have her dinner, and um, yeah, her tender had blown up a wee bit, so they wrapped it, hoping that she'd just um, you know brushed it or done something in the paddock to it, but unfortunately uh, no it blew up again and um, yeah she's had to be put aside so uh, after 18 straight victories it's been a hell of a ride for the connections they've basically had no bad luck um, they've had uh, the worst possible luck leading into her final race of the season so but when you say put aside Greg let's make this very clear because she is a star of the sport is, is she has not been retired is she Absolutely not. No, uh, the the scans yet to be uh, yet to be done because they're waiting till the swelling goes down. That may very well have been done this morning. I'll uh, I'll, I'll get a hold of Mark shortly and, and update you. But um, they have to allow the swelling to go down so they can scan it properly to determine what sort of damage is there. He said to me yesterday, his initial thoughts were six months out or six months away from the racetrack. So um, yeah, that's that's not a total disaster. He said he didn't think it was that bad. Um, she probably would have had a, a reasonable spell anyway, um, although Australia was a possibility in sort of February, March. But um, who knows, Louis, she's such a star, 18 from 18. Uh, everything they threw at her, she has uh, been able to uh, deliver on. And um, I think, you know, judging by what he's been saying around the last 8 to 12 months, that she's as good as the boys. So that would indicate that when she does come back and she has to take on the free-for-all as providing this injury is not too bad, um, then we're going to see the absolute best of her because she can only get stronger. Uh, you know, there's, there's always um, silver linings and this sort of stuff. And if she goes away and, and gets bigger and has some time, it's not the worst thing. You know, it definitely is not the worst thing at all, especially a horse of her class. You don't lose your class by having time in the paddock, but if anything, you can just uh, um, strengthen and probably, you know, build that constitution. So it's a shame, but I'm happy to hear that hopefully those scans are positive. It, it makes an interesting market, Greg. You don't often see horses open at $6 and then with the advent of one scratching, <laughs> move into a $1.50 like Mantra Blue has. 
Yeah, that's just the total dominance uh, that she had, that she was market-wise. And on the track, she was a dollar twenty uh, before she came out yesterday. They instantly uh, halted the market, brought it back, dollar eighty-five. Now dollar fifty, Mantra Blue. She's clearly that far in front of the rest, uh, or her performances have shown that thus far, including last time when she galloped out of the gate, which. Zachary Butcher, who is an outstanding driver, as we all know, but training-wise, he's in his infancy, and he, he put it down to trainer error. She wears a really long hobble, uh, 63 inches, which is a really long hobble because she's a, she's a big, long, scopy type of filly. So when he asked her to go off the gate for the first time, there were two things he could have done. One, put some hobble shorteners in, which effectively brings the shorteners closer by two or three holes or two or three inches so that she feels the hobbles a bit more and doesn't overreach. Uh, and the other thing is you can just pull the hobbles up a couple of holes uh, just to help her out when you want to ask her to go away uh, very quickly from the gate. The same scenario is if it's from a standing start. Uh, Zach didn't do either, and you saw what happened, Louis. She tried to go too mm. fast, went into a gallop, um, gallop for further than 150 metres, which therefore meant she was out of play um, and was subsequently disqualified. But what she did after that was unreal. How she got uh, as close to Millwood Nike as she did, she just did that under her own steam as well. That wasn't chasing her at all. Uh, she, she got very close to running second in that race. Um, that would indicate that if she stays in a gear this week, uh, she should be winning the Oaks. And she, she deserves it. She's only lightly tried, as we know, but... Man, she's got a motor. It's only her seventh start on Sunday. Yep, no, she's got a huge motor, and she will be, well, now the, the next star attraction. Let's bounce through these group ones then, Greg. Uh, the IRT Acer Club's two-year-old Colts and Geldings mobile trot. Who do you have on top? Uh, I actually went with Bring On The Muscle, who I think's great value. This one's trained by Clark Barron, Brent Barclay, Barrier One's only had the four starts. Came on a fact-finding mission to Ashburton a couple of starts back and ran third and behind the Ivy League and just went a cracking race. She set a New Zealand record. I reckon it's great value. Bring on the muscle on top. Uh, look to the stars, Tyron Eros and Wilma's boy. All decent winning chances. This is a ripper. Better vet Ace of Spades two-year-old Colts and Galbert Gelding mobile pace. If you have not seen it, go to hrnz.co.nz and look at Dreams Are Free's last win, last run for Nathan Williamson. This guy could potentially be a, a Captain Treacherous superstar, and he goes up against We Walk by Faith, who did one of the most unbelievable things uh, <laughs> uh, on well on on show day. Was just it was just awesome. It was just such a good win. So, who do you have on top here? Yeah, I'm going with the professionalism of We Walk by Faith. Um, obviously trained by Mark and Nathan, Mark doing the steering and. Um, I expect him to go straight off the gate, get the lead. Dreams are free is, is a real talent, no doubt about that at all. But he's a bit funny at the start. And what will aid him in this race is, is not too many numbers against him. He has a motor, but can he give uh, We Walk By Faith or Major Hot uh, a three or four length start from the quarter pole? Well, we'll find out, won't we? But he's definitely a talent. And the Southern people that have uh, come up for this carnival, gee, they've made a mark, and I reckon they'll make a mark on Sunday too. OK, let's go to the Tenant Engineering NZ Pacing Oaks. I oh, know we have... We, I, I just we've, we've given that enough time, actually, to be fair. Um, we know what's going to happen there. Well, we think we do. Uh, King of the North NZ Trotting Derby. Mobile Trot, the Group 1. Um, what do you make of this field here? Uh, not as promised as 380 to $3, Greg? 
Yeah, fantastic to have him here. He's uh, trained in, in Queensland by Graham Dwyer. Nathan Dawson, who's the leading driver in Australia, not just Queensland, Australia, honing in on 400 wins for the season. Uh, he's won a Breeders' Crown. He's won a Victoria Derby. He's got the right credentials to come over and take uh, our Derby. So uh, I think he deserves to be favourite. I'm surprised he's short, but... Gee, he'll take some beating. Um, the best Kiwi chances, probably uh, the Philly Sunny Sister, who won the Oaks last week. Definite winning chance. Uh, high Energy, who's got the inside second row draw. Julie Jacker, who was second in the Oaks last week. All of them have a hope. And Gold Bullion has the motor, but just don't know if he's got the ring craft. I think the Aussie can win it. Okay. Well, they, they managed to do that over a couple, didn't they? The box seat, Ace of Diamonds, two-year-old Philly mobile pace over the 1980. Uh, interesting market, this one. I don't know where you would go. Yeah, a tricky, a tricky race. Been a long season for a lot of these fillies. Treacherous Love's very good. Uh, our Shangrilana won on show day, the side stakes final. Both of them have drawn well. The pair of Madrid and Treacherous Baby from the All-Stars team. Louis Girl, who's by a horse called Lord Forbes, which was, well, he could have gone round on the pony trot. He went round in the New Zealand Cup one year. He's that small, Lord Forbes, that this girl's got a massive motor. She came here last week and was terrific. None of them I'm going for, though, Louis. I'm going for a filly off the second row at just her fourth start, Duchess Megs. Zachary Butcher for master trainer Barry Purden and his training partner Scott Phelan. Great value. Duchess Megxit might be arriving on the scene with some of these fillies on the way down where she's clearly on the way up. Okay, well, I can see that that market has moved, so you've clearly opened your wallet, Greg. Um, Garrard's New Zealand Pacing Derby. Okay, what do you like? Uh, who, which team? Are your team Don't Stop Dreaming or your team Merlin? I'm with Don't Stop Dreaming. I'll explain why very shortly. But what a derby. What a great derby. You've got the yep. Purden feeling team of Sooner the Better and Merlin. I mean, these horses, Merlin and Don't Stop Dreaming, have clashed six times. It's 4-2 to Don't Stop Dreaming. However, it pretty much has come down to barrier draw and where they've landed in the run. Clearly, Merlin has a chance here of landing the front and dominating from the top end, meaning Don't Stop Dreaming has to sit outside him. He couldn't do it last week. But it's 2,600 metres this week. Spoke to Mark about that yesterday. He said, I think I've got a superior stayer. I'm going to have to eyeball Merlin for the last lap. Now, that'll set it up. That'll make it a great derby. Uh, we saw this last year with the Cooter when he had to sit outside Republican Party. I just think the better's delight factor will, will play a big part here. Uh, Merlin's by Art Major, not saying he can't win it. Uh, a lot of punters think he can, and if he leads, he absolutely can. But I think Don't Stop Dreaming is the best three-year-old in the land, and I think he'll have to be on Sunday. It looks like a cracking derby, an absolute classic race nine there. Uh, that is the seventh of eight Group 1s, and we finish with the Livermore New Zealand trotting free-for-all. I mean, what a race for the, the speedy trotters. Um, Oscar Bonavina, who would have thought, eh? $1.65, $1.45. Who would have thought, Greg, just to finish up here, can Oscar Bonavina be beat in this field, or is he just in too good a form? Well, without Muscle Mountain there, he's been the dominant force. Obviously, Muscle Mountain had his mishap in the Dominion, which Oscar won. Then Oscar went to the Miffin Green Mile last week, and he won by 10 lengths. He just completely destroyed them. Two years ago, this horse was going to be retired. He was yeah. he had his ailments, he had his soreness problems, and they seriously considered. In fact, Mark told me yesterday he rang a couple of the studs, because he's still a stallion, to see if there was any interest in anyone standing them. 
uh, basically they said no, so he thought, oh, well, we might as well keep going. Well, he's in career yep. best form. One thing they're doing with him, Louis, which is remarkable, is they decided to start pre-race warming him, so giving him a warm-up about an hour before he raced. And it's worked the Oracle because he's had two starts now since they've started doing that, and he's won the Renwick Farms at Group 1 level, and he's won that Green Mile by 10 lengths. Uh, he'll be winning, and he'll wrap up what'll be an awesome day on Sunday. Magnificent. Eight Group 1s in uh, a couple of words. Do you have a bet of the day? Yes, I think Duchess Megxit is the best each way of the day, but clearly the best bet of the day is Oscar in the last. Run all your multis through him, and at four minutes past five, you'll have a big thrill to wrap up what'll be a, a great Grand Prix day. Uh, outstanding. Greg O'Connor, uh, Trot's Talk host. I mean, you just know Greg so well. He does such good work there at Addington. He's a good friend of ours here at the Good Oil and SCNZ. That is a mega preview of a mega day of harness racing. hrnz.co.nz for all of that form online. Smithy, to wrap the hour after this.